Christian Broadcasting. Wake up, Bahamas, to this good morning and put on your thinking caps for Think on These Things with Senior Pastor Teacher of Calvary Bible Church, Alan Lee. Good morning. I invite you to continue to think with me this morning on the passage, Genesis chapter 6 and verse 3. I quote now then the word of God. Then the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, because he also is flesh. Nevertheless, his day shall be 120 years. End of quote from the word of God. We are discussing the views concerning the identity of the sons of God in verse 4 of Genesis chapter 6, in which it is said that the Holy Spirit would not always strive with men. As mentioned last time, I believe that fallen angels fully possessed the male members of the Nephilim race of giants, who in turn, under the influence of their demonic possessors, intermarried with ordinary women. Listen carefully to verse 4. Quote, the Nephilim were on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and they bore children to them. End of quote. The Nephilim, the fallen ones, was a giant race of people, and they were therefore in existence before this event as well as afterwards. Verse 4 continues, quote, Those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. End of quote. That is, the offspring of the union between the male Nephilim and ordinary women. They were unique because of the demonic element of their parentage. That distinguished them from the Nephilim after the flood. It would thus appear that such demonic possession caused a genetic change in the offspring of such a union. These demon-possessed race of giants magnified the sin of Lamech and took unto themselves as wives any women that met their fancy. This was probably the origins of harems, in which despot rulers would keep their so-called wives. It was simply their way of shacking up, as we would say today. As for those born after the flood, they were not only of a huge size, but also deformed. Listen to this description of some of Goliath's descendants as given in Second Samuel chapter 21. It tells us that some were extremely tall and had six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot. It is also interesting in this connection that when Jesus was asked to give a sign of the coming of the day of the Lord, which is a day of judgment for sinners, he gave the sign of Noah in Luke chapter 17, verse 26. I quote now the word of God. And just as it happened in the days of Noah, so it shall be also in the days of the Son of Man. They were eating and they were drinking. They were marrying. They were being given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. End of quote. Notice the emphasis on marrying and given in marriage. This seems to have specific reference to what is described in our text here in Genesis 6. So what is being described is not simply a business-as-usual idea but rather that the very same kind of sins that were being committed in Noah's day that resulted in the judgment of God upon the whole earth, so it will be a repetition of those same kind of sins that will bring his judgment in our day. Notice the emphasis on the sins of shacking up and even of the exchange of mates to what we now call no-fault divorce and subsequent remarriages. 
In other words, the sanctity of marriage will be degenerated to total insignificance. This was, in Noah's day, a sign pointing to the divine destruction of a sinful and corrupt society. Jesus says that coupled with the sign of demonic possession, influence, and increased demonic activity, such disregard for the sanctity of marriage will also be a sign of the divine destruction of such a society in our own day. It is in the midst of this worldwide demonic influence, corrupt and immoral society, that Yahweh says, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, because he also is flesh. Nevertheless, his days shall be 120 years. First, note that this statement is a decree from God. Its future, and one may say also, is prophetic. It is a fact, an actual fact, that is waiting to occur. This will happen. But second, notice, the text also tells us that God's spirit was striving with man to that point and would be striving with him until sometime in the future when God decides to stop that striving. He will tell us exactly when in just a moment. But we must now discover what God means when he says that his spirit strives with man. We naturally think that this means something like contend with man or struggle with man, meaning in context that the Holy Spirit will at a certain point cease struggling with man to keep him from sinning and return to God. It is actually a ministry of debating with man with the intention of turning them back to God. That's what many people think. However, the Hebrew word used here may also be translated shield or God in this particular context. It has the idea of protecting man from the judgment of God. This would mean then that the Holy Spirit was also then doing for man what he did for the yet unformed earth in chapter 1, hovering over him so as to protect him from judgment. The idea then seems to be that the Holy Spirit both strove or struggled with man to keep him from sinning as well as to protect him from God's judgment while doing so. The final phrase in verse 4 says, Nevertheless, his day shall be 120 years. In other words, God decides that he would allow his Holy Spirit to woo and to protect man for 120 years while Noah was building the ark. Notice, my friend, the Spirit woos or contends with and tries to convince us to turn to God, but he does not force us to do so against our wills. If he did, there would be no reason to extend the time period for us to do so. It would happen immediately, but it didn't for the people of Noah's day, and it doesn't happen for us today. And so let me ask you as we close our broadcast today, have you given in to the wooing and the pleading of the Holy Spirit in your life? Have you given in to his prompting you to receive Jesus Christ as Savior? Remember, your point of no return could well be today. As always, this is Pastor Lee saying, Sila, think and act on these things. Your one source and leading provider for total business solutions in the Bahamas is ready to provide you with sales and service with a capital S. For 65 years, the Armory Company has remained on the cutting edge of technology in Nassau and Grand Bahama while partnering with technological giants like IBM, HP, Canon, Kyocera, Diebold, and Pitney Bowes. Factory-trained technicians ensure that we service what we sell is a slogan said with truth and confidence. At the Armory Company, you'll find surveillance, counterfeit detection, and point-of-sale systems, business equipment, and office furniture. The Armory Advantage. 
Heritage. Multi-discount furniture and rooms to go Montrose Avenue has the largest selection of household furnishings, baby furniture, appliances, and linens in the Bahamas. Dining room sets and dinettes, entertainment centers, TVs, desks, tables, and so much more. A wide variety of drapes, rugs, and linens too. Very economical refrigerators, freezers, washers, dryers, microwaves, stoves, and gas and electric. Save up to 30% and more every day. Free delivery in Nassau and to our Family Island customers to the boat of your choice. Multi-discount furniture and appliances and rooms to go. Montrose Avenue, Nassau. Palmdale Vision Center is celebrating its 15th anniversary during the month of August. We would like to take this opportunity to thank our valuable patients and customers who have supported us over the years. You have made us who we are today, and we would like to say thank you. So stop in and see us today. We're located north of Home Fabrics on Mount Royal Avenue, and our telephone number is 325-3585. Remember, we care for your vision as we would our own. That's Palmdale Vision Center. The Kanaka event of 2009, hosted by the Evangelical Association of the Caribbean in partnership with the Jamaica Association of Evangelicals. Mark your calendar and attend Kanaka 2009 at the Jamaican Pegasus in Kingston, Jamaica, October 26th through the 29th. If you would like more information, you can go to www.caribbeanevangelical.org. You've been listening to Think on These Things with Senior Pastor Teacher Alan Lee on ECB, Excellence in Christian Broadcasting. We look forward to being back with you again this afternoon at 3 p.m. right here on 107.9 FM, your inspiration station with programming designed especially for you and your family. So until then, continue to think on these things. May the Lord guide you and His love inspire you this day. Think on These Things is a production of ECB, the radio ministry of Calvary Bible Church. Excellence in Christian Broadcasting.